The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio. Expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is your dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. I know it's been a couple days since we last saw each other, so how's it going? Oh, about the same, really. Things in our world change any with this whole stupid virus that remains nameless. Uh, no, not really. I'm still working. Um, oh, uh, Monday, they're going to start taking our temperature every day at work. Ooh. Well, apparently, between now and Monday, my county is mandated. Leave the house, you better have a scarf. Really? Yep. yep. We just had, it's just a suggestion here, but. It's been a suggestion. starting to come. Mm. But, anyway, it's all crazy, crazy. We were, we were just watching Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets. We have renamed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Harry Potter in the Chamber of Coronavirus. Because it, yeah. it takes two of the professors to come up with a cure for those that are turned to stone or, uh paralyzed with the mandrake potion mm-hmm. and of course uh, there's the lockdown of the school and teachers must escort students like oh coronavirus i thought we weren't supposed to name it i mean the virus has remained <laughs> nameless and of course you got the character who's supposed to re- the one who should not be named so it all works <laughs> sure there you go so meanwhile across town at the home for the mentally deficient <laughs> How about checking out the website, WeBeGeeks.net? Right-hand side is our partners and affiliates. Support them, supports us. Heroes and Villains, use the code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, go check out our newest partner, Biddy Boomers. Um, I'm getting that link up soon on the homepage. But go to BiddyBoomers.com. Use the code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your purchase anytime. Also, too, go check out our web store where you get some great WeBeGeeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio, <clears throat> soon maybe, Keepers of the French. <laughs> Dude, you can't be, it can't be worse than what I'm doing. We haven't sold much, but hey, people get out there and support the show. We got cool garb. Stuck at home? If it's like my household, AC is freezing at night, especially since summer's coming. Get yourself a nice hoodie to snuggle up with. Summer's coming. Get yourself a nice Weeby Geeks hat. I, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. 
Um, so yeah, check that out. And, uh, also too, on our social media at Weeby Geeks, except for Facebook, which is Weeby Geeks PC, or just type in Weeby Geeks, you'll find us. You still have time. You have till the 14th to enter our contest. All you gotta do is say what your favorite movie is. How hard is that? What's your favorite all-time movie? Boom. Done. Away you go. Entered. Simple as pie. I don't know. That could be tricky if you can only pick one. <laughs> for me, it is tricky because me all-time movies is star wars i love rocky horror picture show i love howard the duck those are like some of my all-time favorites and one of those things is not like the other Mm. star wars is not wacky like howard the duck or (laughs) rocky horror picture show see i also love clue too which could be a modern day version of rocky horror picture show with midnight shows and everything so yeah oh it easily i suppose it It easily could be done that's what we need to do we need to figure out how we get to a convention we'd be responsible for a midnight showing a clue and we just tell people (laughs) this is similar to rocky horror picture show we're going to turn this into an audience participation cult movie classic starting right then i bet you we could do it so um we have a bunch of interesting stories for you guys this week did we have a guest last week yes we did Elisa and james which they were great for general i did not know um jessica cameron who's been on the show i think she was on before you came on or uh screen queen horror star independent horror star no i think i think canadian i think i got door as the cats I don't remember. She was in so many shows, I can't remember. (laughs) She was in two, Jennifer. Yes, I saw that, yeah. I'm wondering if that's what... I don't think that's what we had her on for. We had her on for something. Mm. So, from the Jennifer franchise, we've had stars. We've had different actors from different levels of the film and never realized that's what it was. It's our six degrees (laughs) of Jennifer. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, like I said, got a bunch of interesting stuff. And, Derek, I'm going to have you start us off. Happy trip. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. Ah. Hold right. on. <laughs> you didn't tell me I'd be starting. I said it since at the end. <laughs> it's been crazy. Did you at see, the end. Did, did you did you see my post on Facebook today? Um, which one? I fell out of a chair and put a hole in the wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That tell you how my week's been. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? I went to go sit on a chair, caught the chair wrong, the chair tipped over. Because I, I just missed, misaligned, chair tipped over, and I just felt, I was close enough, I kind of bounced. You know how when you hit the ground, kind of bounce a little bit? Mm. I was thrown from the chair enough, I bounced up, went right into the wall, shoulder first. I did hit my head on the wall, but, well, which could be scary. You're kind of you're kind of lucky, because uh, wasn't, it, wasn't that right near the electric outlet? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Just a little bit further over and you electrocuted yourself or worse. True, true. Mm. But, you know, in that case, you could have uh, painted some happy little trees and uh, made yourself feel better. (laughs) Speaking of happy little trees, every single episode of The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross, every single episode is now available to stream for free on YouTube. Um, Bob Ross, who has kind of become a cultural icon, even has his own Funko Pop, of which I actually has a couple of Funko Pop, one of which I have. Um, somebody who many of us grew up with, 
I used to watch him every every uh, every weekend. I used to catch like the, he was if I got up too soon. I used to catch the early morning show on Peeps before seven. Mm, morning yeah, morning me too. Shows. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, it was a fun way to start the day. I never actually tried to paint. He did because I didn't have the art supplies. But anyway, um, so of course the joy of painting which first aired in January of 1983. That is how old these are, people. But still... Um, and all it was was Bob Ross in a in a studio that was all black, and it was just him painting. That's it. And he would show various painting techniques. Um, his favorite was how he painted happy little trees. <laughs> and even though it was a very uh, simplistic show, it was very engrossing. Yeah. Because – it, the way Bob Ross did his show and his painting, it was kind of – it was relaxing in a way that even though I wasn't painting along with him, I still enjoyed the show. Just the way he talked and the way he handled everything and um, it was it was a very relaxing show. It was very entertaining. Um, and, and I think it's actually a perfect thing to watch in um, in times like this when you may be feeling a little stressed out. Uh, so during its run, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. It actually won three Emmy awards. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the show ended in 1994. Uh, so that's 11 years. Pretty good. 31 seasons, 403 episodes, which means that Bob Ross created over 400 complete paintings. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. And they all um, sold for a helmet. Yeah. Uh, that I'm not sure. Um, but unfortunately, Bob Ross died in 1995, sadly, and we have missed him ever since. But he has, as I mentioned, he's become a bit of a, of a, a cultural icon and an internet sensation in recent years. And in 2015, Twitch hosted a nine-day marathon of the joy of painting for younger fans to discover Bob Ross's art. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said... It, it, with the stressful time we're in right now, it's. Uh, I think it. I think it's a good idea to check out the joy of painting, even if you. Uh, you know, if you paint along with with Bob Ross, great. Or if you do like I did and just watch it and enjoy it, that's also great. Yep. Don't forget to take that deep dark emerald green on a fan. Do <laughs> happy dreams down and sweep down and sweep happy dreams. And then we're gonna take some little blue little trying to put it on your brush. Just slap that. Make your sky some clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I did a horrible Bob Ross impersonation. <laughs> was that what you were doing? <laughs> sure. Um, now Netflix is doing, and this is this can't get here soon enough. Yes, Space Force, the comedy, will debut on May 29th, just as Netflix is set is to lose the office to NBC's upcoming streaming service in January. Uh, it's, mm. it's about to gain a replacement. Space Force, created by Greg Daniels and reuniting him, reuniting. And it feels uh, with Steve Carell. The series will be a workplace comedy about people tasked with creating Space Force. So, the first, uh, according to their Twitter on April 8th, Netflix posted First look, Steve Carell is the head of Space Force, the newly formed sixth branch of U.S. Armed Forces. John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Jimmy O. Yang. 
Diana Silvers and Lisa Kudrow co-star in Real Space Force, created by Corel and the offices Greg Daniels. Or Greg Daniels. I am now going to go follow Twitter. 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 Ta 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 ta. Um, the show was announced back in 2019, uh, in January 2019, and um, it's not really a hard-hitting military science action, science fiction action thriller. It's about the men. Oh, forget it. I didn't want it. Well, fine. Be that way. It'll be about the men and women handling the behind-the-scenes <laughs> work behind the new branch of the military. Okay. I, I may be joined by watching. <laughs> uh, the workplace comedy will follow General Mark R. Naird, being played by Carell. Uh, he had been in line to head up Air Force, but was instead assigned to stand up the Space Force. He has to relocate to Colorado to set up the new service with a directive to reestablish a U.S. presence on the moon. There is a trailer for this i have not watched it yet the the, the one in the i watched it doesn't actually show anything okay uh Carell will be joined by lisa kudrow uh his wife who has sublimated parts of herself to her husband's career for two decades uh others in the cast will be john malkovich ben schwartz uh jimmy o yang noah emmerich fred willard Diana Silvers, uh, Tawny Newsom, um, Alex Sparrow, and Don Lake. So given the popularity of The Office, it's no surprise that this looks like a great replacement coming down the line. So I can't wait. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be interesting. I'm looking yes. forward to seeing it. Yes, indeedy. So back over to you. There's some news about Disney. It's not part of 50 million. 50 million. No, that's not uh, numbers associated with the virus that shall not be named. It is, is that numbers number associated we have. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it is the number of people who have subscribed to Disney Plus. So, wow. So we're talking what? Eight yeah. months? Now eight months? Yep. No, six yep. months. Wait. Talking October, right? No, November. So, five months. Six. Yeah. So five months, they have uh, 50 million global paid subscribers. Wow. It's 10 million a month. I, mm-hmm. That's common core math. And of course, there. that was helped by <laughs> that was helped by the recent worldwide rollout um, in which Disney Plus finally became available in India, eight Western European countries, including the UK, Ireland, France, Germany, Italy, and Austria, and Switzerland. Uh, yeah, the day after it launched in the U.S., it had 10 million subscribers. Wow. So, according according to Kevin Mayer, chairman of Walt Disney Direct-to-Consumer and International, we're truly humbled that Disney Plus is resonating with millions around the globe and believe this bodes well for our continued expansion throughout Western Europe and into Japan and all of Latin America later this year. Great storytelling inspires and uplifts, and we are in the fortunate position of being able to deliver a vast array of great entertainment rooted in joy and optimism on Disney+. Plus. Um, and I'm sure another thing that helped them out is the virus with no name. Since people are no longer allowed to go out to movies and such, they must focus their entertainment choices inward. So Disney Plus is a perfect option for that. And uh, also helped by the fact that they really recently released both Onward and Frozen 2 early. Now, congratulations, Disney Plus. I am happy to be one of those subscribers. So am I. I mean, I'm still, there's still oh, so much I want to get into on it. 
I just haven't had the time. <laughs> Zoe has found something that she's wanted. It's not on her. Oh, really? It's a show called Ant hmm. and it's not on her. Interesting. Right now, the only way you can get it. I'll tell you Amazon what, though. Prime and you I, bring it oh, that's probably why it's not on there then. Yep. Along with, you know, other things that people have been, oh, why isn't this on there? Because it's still under rights on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. This doesn't mean it won't be coming eventually. Hey, we watched Onward the other night. Now, oh, how was it? It was okay. Yeah. Um, I have a friend, a buddy of mine, who has four-year-old, I think they're four now, yeah, four-year-old twin girls. And Disney Plus is a big part of their household right oh, yeah. now. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Hey, it, even today, because we're recording tomorrow, which means nothing to you, the listeners, as the days. Um, I, I watched this week's Clone Wars, which is the end of the Ahsoka arc, which we got to figure out what to name that arc. Because we're going to talk. Do I haven't watched it yet. We're going we're gonna to talk about it tomorrow night. Uh, the three of us plus Josh, our uh, streaming uh, show um, smuggler. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be on Wookiee Radio. It's going to be so Wookiee Radio. So the three of us means, means Mike, me, and Ken. Correct. <laughs> um, and Josh, so four of us, for a smuggler's log. It's the best thing I could think of. I had a smuggler's log earlier today. Oh, never mind. Did it flush okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, I've been through a desert with a virus. In the desert, remember, you can remember that it has no, because there ain't no one for it give you no pain. La, 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 la. Oh, sorry. You're right there. Yeah. Unfortunately, with, with the um, with the lockdown, my dad jokes have taken a turn. <laughs> since since I'm stuck stuck at the house, all the jokes are now outside joke. <laughs> that, that one actually physically hurt. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why I got thrown into the wall yesterday. <laughs> so, um, 50, subscri- 50 million subscribers. We are two of well, one of the new shows coming to Disney Plus, and this is cool. I haven't watched a trailer for this either. Um, oh, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this one. Disney has introduced a new series called Prop Culture, and it's scheduled to drop a first of three weeks. I can't wait. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, this is this is this is this show is what shows like this that made me a bonus featured junkie on Blu-rays and mm. which is what pisses me off with when different com- when, when the studios go, oh, you want this movie? You want all the different <laughs> bonus features? You gotta buy the Target version. You gotta buy the Best Buy version. You got Amazon version. You got Walmart version. <sighs> then you have to buy it on iTunes. Kiss my grits. Anyway, this series. It's going to be eight episodes, and it's hosted by collector Dan Lanigan, who we may have to try and reach out to this guy, get him a show. Mm. I don't think he's joining right now. Either. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and he <laughs> has the chance to go inside the Disney archives and uncover some of the greatest treasures. Now, we do know from an episode of Wookiee Radio that we had to get rid of, for reasons I'm not getting into, but hey, mm. it, it, it was my pleasure to, in order for things to happen the way they happen, I was fine getting rid of the episode. But those of you who 
do have it, consider yourselves lucky. Don't have it, sorry. I'm, I'm not even going to tell you what episode it's so, Um But we know all the Star Trek, Star Wars stuff is at the archives now. Well, Disney archive. It's all done. Well, um, so the show revisits classic Disney titles and looks at how props helped shape, create some of the most magical moments in the movies. Uh, we hear from the craft people who created them, the actors who interacted with them, and the collectors slash archives who own and cherish them in the show. The show, the first eight episodes, finds the show um, hunting to find costumes, set designs, music, and props for films like Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of Black Pearl, Mary Poppins, Tron. Tron, I'd be interested to see because like a lot of the helmets and, yeah. and a lot of like shoulder pads and whatnot is all hockey gear. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all hockey gear. So, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. That would be cool to see. The Muppet Movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Which I hope we see Mike Quinn in both Muppet Movie and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I believe he was a puppeteer in the Muppet. No, he didn't come in until um, Great Escape, I think. I'm trying to remember his, his credits. Oh, wow. I feel stupid. I know he was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit as a puppeteer. Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Honey, I Shrunk Kids. This is going to be cool. Uh, the show... I am, ha- yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, The show, again, is called Propture, um, but originally was supposed to be called Cinema Relics, Iconic Art of the Moods. Mm. Prop culture sounds so much better. Yeah, so much better. So it makes you wonder, someone, they were going, okay, we're going to call this Cinema Relics, Iconic Art of the Movies. I wonder when it came about, you know, this is all, it's all about props and that culture. I wonder, we should maybe say prop culture. (laughs) Bingo. We have a winner. So, no, I'm excited for this. I can't wait. Yeah, should be good. Now, the question is... Can I wait for this next film that's coming into us? Oh, boy. Well, I don't know. Just, I... so Disney has been on, on a uh, live action kick lately in the last couple of years with uh, live action versions of Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, uh, Mulan, if that ever ends up coming out. Etc. Etc. Well, hold on to your hats, kids, because there's another live-action reboot coming that has been announced, and that is a live-action version of the 1973 animated classic Robin Hood. Yeah. Now this is this is this is a weird one. Um. So this was according to the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Carlos Lopez Estrada is going to direct the movie, and he he has done uh, you know a blind spotting, and, um, and uh, Carrie Granland who wrote the Lady and the Tramp remake. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one which I haven't watched, is going to write the script. Uh, Melissa and Zoe watched it. They were like, eh. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the fun part. The film is going to be a musical, so I'll probably skip it. And it will have anthropomorphic CGI characters based in live action. Yes. So it's still going to have the um, animal characters, such as foxes for Robin Hood and Maid Marian. Uh, Little Jim will still be a bear. Friar Tuck will be a badger. Prince John still be a lion. And the Sheriff of Nottingham will still be a wolf. Only time they will be CGI characters, which is weird. I don't. I think on many levels, I don't know if it's a great idea. 
Um, people, a lot of people had complained about the Lion King remake, CGI remake. I mean, this would be a little different because they're anthropomorphic animals instead of straight up animals. But yeah, it's so uh, Disney had closed the deal for the film in early March, shortly before the virus that shall not be named pandemic. Um so because of that, the movie is has not really moved forward in development yet, but uh, it's all set to go as soon as they're able to, whenever that will end up being. So, of course, because of that, there is no release date yet. Okay. But I, I find myself wondering, is there really much point in this? I mean, it depends, I don't, on how, I don't, uh, it depends on how much they stray from the original animated. Jungle Book stayed pretty much dead on. Well, I mean... And it, and it, was, it was okay. Uh, yeah. Lion King was a mix of, yeah. the, of the movie and the Broadway show. It was okay. Beauty and the Beast... But in this case, it's... Beauty and the Beast, they added the whole, why did we move out to that small little village? Because when we were living in Paris, we had the plague. And moving yeah. out there was the safe place to go. But in this case... With the anthropomorphic CGI animals, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, but they did they did that with uh, Jungle Book as well. Yeah, but at least they had um, what's his face there, a human kid to to bring it. True. To make to have it make sense for the live action. This is just going to be all straight up live action anthropomorphized CGI characters. There aren't any humans that I'm aware of. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's just weird. Yeah. Anyway. Well, CBS is going to bring back Sunday night movies. Ooh. And they're going to start with Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I don't know about you, but nice. every time I hear or say Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, I just want to go do it this way. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I, I don't know about you, but it's almost like one of those. I, I, I tell tell my daughter when we're in the car and Bill Collins in the air tonight comes on. Like, get ready for dad moment. <laughs> and I've told her, I said, it's a it's a guy moment. But when you become a dad, you you have to do it for sure, especially if your kid's in the car. But you notice <laughs> any guy, you see any guy in the car, you know they're listening to in the air tonight because that drum solo comes up and everyone's doing drum solo driving. <laughs> Come on, do it to you. you. So to me, it's almost like the same thing. Say Raiders of Lost Ark tune comes in. You just almost want to sing that tune theme song. Um, So now I did not know this, but the Sunday night movie was a mainstay on the network up until about 15 years ago. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. I didn't realize it stopped in 2005. I just never realized that. Uh, But it makes sense. After football, you go straight to Sunday night movie. You go football, 60 minutes Sunday night movie. Hmm. Makes sense. Um, So CBS will air a series of classic blockbuster hits produced by Paramount Pictures every Sunday through the month of May, beginning with Raiders of the Lost. Start. Uh, it will also include such fan favorites as Forrest Gump, Mission Impossible, <laughs> Titanic, to Get Me Sunk. No. Oh. Too soon? I'm not disagreeing. And you know that joke, they're like, I was king of the world. Uh, <laughs> I think I was about to hit an iceberg. I hit a wall, <laughs> literally. <laughs> 
I think I bounced my head too hard off that wall and didn't realize I've got I got brain damn damage. Uh, and then the final movie is going to be Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Why? Because you got to show off the man who is the social distance champ of the world, the Knight Templar, who's been guarding the ground oh, for yeah. over thousands of years. Social distance <laughs> champion of the world forever. Actually, there is one better. Oh, and that's Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. Yeah, moved to Mars. Yeah, but he's got distance. He doesn't have time. He has all time. He's all oh. about time. All right. He can see every moment in time. <laughs> True. But anyway. Um, now, theatrical movies have not been a mainstay on network TV in quite some time because of the rise of cable and streaming services. But with what's going on with the virus that has no name, um, a lot of productions in the world of film and television have gone dark. That means no productions uh, mm-hmm. on Broadway or London West End or musicals. Like, say you have a, a show like Cats that's in your town playing for a month. The days off are called dark days. He's not working. Theater's dark. Makes sense. <laughs> but don't worry. If you want to see Cats bad enough, there's always the movie. I'm not going to watch it until I get the butthole edition. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never realized with the trailers. I thought it was like, oh, that's impressive makeup. No, everyone wore their normal clothes. Mm-hmm. And they CGI'd over it. Mm-hmm. Really? Anyway, um, so CBS is hoping this tradition for the past will be the right choice to fill a void that as they map out the rest of their schedule. Uh, this comes to us from joblo.com. Joblo. Joblo.com. Um, and, and he said, the author of this says, I think it's a great idea, which I agree. Uh, if you weren't inclined to watch a movie on network TV, uh, this provides another option. I'm, I'm going oh, for yeah. a great it's throwback. Funny. I'm sure these film choices will have families gathered around the television. Check them out. I don't know about Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Forrest Gump, I would have gone out because January, February, that was like an AMC staple. It was like on. Was it? Yeah, it was on like every other day. Hmm. So that one's played out just a little bit. So Well, apparently not because I didn't know it. <laughs> so um, I guess on to the next story. Well, if the Sunday night movies aren't enough entertainment for you, how about diving back into a couple of uh, sci-fi? Well, one's a sci-fi. The other one's more fantasy uh, series that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, and that's uh, thanks to the Sci-Fi Channel, or SIFI, as I like to call it now. SIFI. Here, SIFI, SIFI. 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 SIFI announced today, uh, not today, actually, a couple of days ago, Sifi. that... Uh, they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be doing marathons of Battlestar Galactica and Xena Warrior Princess. Cool, Dirk Benedict. Nope. What? Incorrect. Not the old yeah. Battlestar Galactica. The new Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching the old so, one too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe after. Starting Monday, April 20th, uh, the SIFI channel will commence a non-stop three-day marathon of Battlestar Galactica. That includes the two-part miniseries, all four seasons, which are 76 episodes in total, and the two movies, Razor and The Plan. And you can also stream all of that on sci-fi.com or NBCU's app. Oh. In in addition to that, to supplement the content, 
you can go to Sci-Fi Wire's official BSG podcast, which will be hosted by Trisha Helfer. Oh, I forgot to mention, excuse me, that the Battlestar Galactica Marathon is also going to be hosted by Trisha Helfer. Um, so the podcast is hosted by Trisha Helfer and Mark Berner, Bernardin. And a bonus episode of the podcast will come out on the 20th that will feature a cast reunion of Edward James Olmos, James Callis, Jamie Bamber, Katie Sackoff, Michael Chuko, uh, Rika Sharma, and more. And they also have a... <laughs> A live reading of the pilot episode. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, that cool. Yeah. Um, but if you prefer your fantasy over sci-fi, you can take a trip to ancient Greece to see the Xena Marathon, which is Mar- is the first time that sci-fi has ever aired the iconic fantasy series. Interesting. Uh, that will start on April 16th. And... Uh, those episodes will air in the mornings and afternoons of every hashtag throwback Thursday. Um, and Lucy Lawless will provide wrap ups of That's the cool. episodes for, for all six seasons. And you can also stream the full series at sci fi.com <clears throat> or the NBCU's online app. So there you go, kids. I want Lucy Lawless. I want some see something. I think it's still on YouTube. Watch when the Anaheim Mighty Ducks had their very first home opener. <laughs> very first game, regular season game, their very first inaugural in their inaugural season. Um Lucy Lawless comes out to the national anthem. Does a great job. It has a costume mishap. And you see one of the one really the, see one of the players of Anaheim Mighty Ducks skate by to get a peek right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so bad. It's so funny. <laughs> I felt sorry for her, but it, it, it's just one of those. Was it a bad, a bad? Yeah, she's wearing um like a corset top that has no straps. She starts jumping uh-huh. up and down afterwards. Go, go, ducks, go, ducks, and pop. It. <laughs> so yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so well, cool. How about this? Comic creators and more will play the old TSR Marvel Super heroes live online to help raise funds for comic book retailers. It's pretty cool. So a group of comic creators, animation actors, and RPG creators are banding together to raise funds for comic book retailers by playing cult favorite TSR game Marvel's Superheroes. Um, writers David Gallagher, Jackson Lansing, and more will be playing the game live on Twitch TV streaming <coughs> starting April 16th at 8pm. Um, and they're looking for fan donations that will be forwarded over to Book Industry Charitable Foundation. Now some of the people playing Cat Cahill, uh, hmm. Jamar Nicholas, um... Jackson Lanzig, Jay Gray, Grimjack, Daniel R. Faust, David Gallagher, which is, he's been a guest on the show, and Jonathan yeah. Callen. So that's just the start. When I read this, I was wondering if David was going to be a part of it. Of course, he, this sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it does. So yeah, I might have to get on there and check it out. So back over to you, because this, yeah, this is one of your favorite talks. <laughs> this is why I said it'll work out. Well, uh, again, if you're trapped in your house looking for something to do, there's always Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, one of my favorites, yes. Um, In fact, Dungeons & Dragons um, is, um, and Wizards of the Coast, who puts out Dungeons & Dragons, has uh, put out a bunch of free stuff 
people, including um, <clears throat> the Player's Guide and Dungeons Master's Guide, which is everything you need to start your own game. Uh, they're also offering uh, some adventures, such as Adventure with Mulk, which is actually a pay-as-you-want option, uh, and Defiance in Flan. Uh, the Dungeons & Dragons official Twitter announced this day with a tweet that said, whether you're a player in a home game, an active D&D Adventure League member, or totally new to D&D, we're pleased to offer free adventures and resources so you can play at home while you stay at home. And if, so if you go to dnd.wizards.com slash remote and check every day, you can get free content. So the official announcement says, with schools closed around the world, many parents and caregivers are at home with their kids, including many in the D&D community. If you are in need of fun and educational material to share and or with your kids, you can check back here each day for D&D stuff to help during this time. If you or someone you know is a younger kid, we're also releasing resources to make it even easier to get into D&D. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. If if uh, if you're somebody who's always wanted to check out D&D, now's a good time. Yes, it is. And you're going to keep releasing free um, free stuff, and you can't beat that with a stick. <laughs> a plus two stick. Plus two stick. <laughs> so, oh, cool. And I'm on oh, I, I must I'm also on add there. Right now, downloading stuff. Cool. There are plenty of ways to play India online as well. So you don't have to be in the same room with each other. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, we talked earlier about prop culture that's coming. How about the making of Beetlejuice is coming in a documentary for the recently deceased. Nice. Um, so French filmmaker Fred China. Okay. Producer. Wait a minute. French filmmaker Fred China? Yeah. Okay. Since Sounds he's confused. Fr- since he's French, it's Fred China. <laughs> uh, producer and 1980s fanatic Adam F. Goldberg, creator of the Goldbergs. Uh-huh. Which I, I might not know him, but I swear I know members of his family. And producer Lee LaShawn, LaShin, have a whole movie to prove you wrong. Um, <laughs> so apparently you, you would think after 32 years, you, you might not think there's anything left to learn about Beetlejuice. They're going to prove us wrong. The documentary for the recently deceased is a forthcoming project about the making of Beetlejuice that will dive deep into the production of the film. From shooting in the small town of East Corinth, Vermont, to crafting intricate stop-motion animated creatures and effects. Um, best part is you don't have to wait for a sneak peek because there's already a trailer to tease the story behind the beloved pop culture cornerstone. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. It, now, according to Slash Film and writer Ethan Anderton. He's saying, based on the trailer, it doesn't sound like there's many exciting stories to tell from the making of Beetlejuice. There may be interesting <laughs> details about how certain makeup tricks and special effects or special effects were pulled off, but based on the trailer, it doesn't play like a play that way. That sounds all that compelling. <laughs> well, it is the trailer, so. Okay. See what happens. Yeah. So, um, that's the best way to do this one would be to go wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
an ex- replica of the Adam West Batmobile from the original Batman TV series from the 60s is now on sale. And it's being sold by WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. Mm, interesting, yes. Uh, so the vehicle is, has, was built using an early Corvette C4 chassis and a Buick 350 DV8 engine. And the vehicle had previously been stored at Resorts Casino's Jerry Lawler Museum in Tuka, Mississippi, which I didn't even know there was a Jerry Lawler Museum. I didn't know either. And I'm surprised it's not in Memphis, mm. or as Andy Coffin would say. In Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> All you hillbillies, which, hey, I'm a hillbilly myself, so hillbilly power. I was born in Kentucky. Hillbilly power. Right. So if you want your very own Batmobile, you can buy it for the low, low price of just one hundred and ten thousand dollars and nine hundred dollars. <laughs> I think come on, right? One hundred and ten thousand nine hundred dollars. Um, and then you can store it in your very own bat cave and your very own home. Now, it is the car is said to be drivable. In fact, the Batmobile replica features a three bead automatic transmission with power steering and power brakes. And it also has the trademark black exterior with red trim and polished roll top dash. And also has the black and red bucket seats. And not only that, but the car is autographed. That's right. It has the autographs of Adam West and Burt Ward, Batman and Robin themselves. But wait, there's more. You can also, the car also has signature by WWE legend Jerry the King Lawler himself. And some interesting autographs from Anthony Michael Hall, Jeremy Bullock, and Saved by the the Bell star, Dustin Diamond. (laughs) Screech himself, which is weird. Um, And in 2014, the Batmobile was featured in a segment for the WWE series, The BL and Cole Show, um, where they took a tour of the Jerry Lawler Museum. And you can find that on YouTube to see just how cool the car looks itself. And during the tour, Lawler uh, explained uh, that it was an exact replica of the 66 Batmobile. And it even had its own inter seat and other details. Uh, one key difference, though, is the license plate bears Lawler's name. And that, it appears to be very screen accurate. So it's a cool thing, but how in the world did Lawler get a Batmobile? Well, um, aside from being a wrestler, a world-renowned wrestler, Jerry Lawler is also a talented illustrator, which I did not know. I did. Uh, mm, and he's a particularly big fan of Batman and Superman. I knew about and originally his dream was to work for. Hmm? I knew about Superman because he he's been a guest quite uh, quite a few times at the Superman convention in Metropolis. On hmm. yes, and originally his dream was to work for DC Comics, but then he got sidetracking some drawings of wrestlers, and that led to his career in wrestling, which is I mean is 
cool. You know, he's, he's, he's a big name in wrestling, but I kind of would like to see what, you know, what he could do. I'd like to see him. on. I wonder if he's actually done any comics uh, as like a guest artist or anything. I don't remember. Did you know if CM Punk could help write Drax, I don't see why he couldn't help draw. Yeah, really? That'd be awesome. Um so do you see him doing a great i can see him working doing a great main story arc mm, that'd be cool um so of course then that uh one day he was signing autographs at a promotional appearance and he met a fan who builds batmobile replicas and of course that led to law purchasing one for himself uh, but he's not going to tell you how much he paid for it originally. So the actual listing says, how much do you want your own Batmobile? Do you want to cruise around on the bat phone pretending to talk to Commissioner Gordon or Alfred? Um, that's fun, yes. Sure, why not? But again, the car is almost $111,000. So, you know, it's an investment. Pocket change. But it, it does look pretty sweet, I got to say. I agree, I agree. So if, if you go to Hemmings.com, you too can find the listing for the Batmobile and perhaps make a purchase. Yeah. Well, this brings us to our final story. Dun, dun, dun. Due to conventions being postponed due to the virus with no name, um, Onco is hosting its second virtual con this weekend. So I guess go check out their virtual cons. Go check out their website for it. Because um, apparently cool. they are, they're doing this in an effort to offload some exclusive figures that were supposed to be available at these different shows. Ooh, I like it. Through Sunday night, fans can shop. Okay, so sorry. Maybe not this weekend. Um, but you were able to shop for a full exclusive pop vinyl figure and Funko Soda collection and even some Funko-branded apparel, including an apron and virtual con t-shirt. <laughs> the collectibles are selling fast with, with a flocked Pikachu pop, uh, rides Cheshire cat and a teacup, and Masters of the Universe disco Skeletor, Skeletor going first. Uh, this follows a um, very successful version of Emerald City Comic Con, um, but... From the Pop Insider, they say, check out this post at, um, check out their coronavirus post for a list of uh, virtual cons that are coming. So you could still get a chance to check it out. Um, trying to see if they actually list the virtual. Yeah, check out the various conventions that they list and, and take a look if there's uh, virtual cons being tied to it. So, um, but I'm looking at the 2020 WonderCon. There was a vinyl soul, yeah. vinyl, vinyl soda general mills fruit brute <laughs> yeah um speed race unfortunately the two that i want are sold out captain adam and the boba fett drawer yep t-shirts sold out too that's a cool look mm. but they just don't make it big enough <laughs> so uh, speaking to pops how'd you like your undo that's cool i love it that's an exclusive indeed so uh any final thoughts yes I do have one final thought. Give me one second. Uh, yes. um, actually, it's sad. A sad bit of news. But Malcolm Dixon has passed away, and he played Leek Tar the Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Uh, there was another passing, too. Um, Tim Brown from MASH also passed away. Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, in the movie. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I'm just going to leave you all at this point. I wouldn't be least surprised. Every month, money ends in a Oompa Loompa song. <laughs> on that note, want to know more?
So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Look, I'm sorry about that little show back there, but we thought it best to break it to you slowly.